Bad evening to you. We have ourselves a rotten Christmas. I am Ebenezer Samuel Scrooge, and I wish you an absolutely rotten year, end of year. We got three terrible songs for you this year. At the end of the year. And... In my mind, I was, that was going to be so good. I Look, it wasn't bad. It was just, <laughs> I don't know what I expected when you said, I'm going to do a voice and I'm going to do Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, see, I don't, because like, I also, I really, I really confuse sometimes in my mind Ebenezer Scrooge and the Grinch. And it's like, one of them's a human being and the other one's not. Imagine first if you and foremost. confused Ebenezer Scrooge and Scrooge McDuck. Oh. I mean, I mean. Well, I guess he was the basis for Scrooge McDuck, but True. like, but also Scrooge McDuck was a nice person. I think. I think I remember. Was he? Well, I don't know. But see, like, but then you have like the Muppets Christmas version, and it's, and it's Michael Caine. Well, that's ha- yeah. I think because I just have Michael Caine in my head. I just absolutely do not want you to get your union rights because I'm a, I'm a rich old man. You there, boy. Get the fuck off of my snowy lawn. It's Christmas, and only I can buy myself some toys. Um, yes, I thought, like, oh, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can do our intro with the Michael Caine voice, but then I figured that might break you. So, <laughs> hello, and welcome to the Christmas episode of Punk Goes Pod, though you wouldn't have been able to tell because, uh, I didn't do a Christmas intro song this year. It's kind of just yeah. happened. Yesterday yeah. Yesterday was November 15th, and today it's uh, December 24th. Yeah. So we are literally getting this out on the on the wire. Is that the, is that what is that the term? Yeah, we're down to down the to the wire. wire. Um, getting it out at the eleventh hour. We're 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 not we're not splitting it into three episodes. It's one episode. Uh, it's going to be a regular lullapalooza of uh, Christmas songs. Uh, uh, and I, uh, haven't even written a run sheet, so we're gonna do this off of the, off the cuff. This is our Christmas gift to you, dear listener, is just complete incompetence crammed into probably about an hour. Ooh, let's see if we make it past 20 minutes. We need to listen to each of the songs still, so, like, the overall runtime for us is still gonna be quite extensive. Yeah, for us it's gonna be a little bit, but, um... Yes, this will be our, out. Our gift will be some sly editing. Uh, you know, the, the the beauty of time zones being that, like, someone in America will still be able to listen to this on the 23rd if they listen to it straight away. But um, That's true. Or uh, maybe, like, a very, very, very early 24th. But that said, as I said, we do have three songs. So this week we are, and this Christmas, we're doing Sleigh Ride, Originally by Arthur Fielder, as covered by This Wild Life. We have This Christmas, parentheses, I'll Burn It to the Ground, close parentheses, by Set It Off, and I Had a Heart by Real Friends. Um, and they all come to you from Punk Goes Christmas, as they have always done. Yes. But uh, I, I, we're going to take a, a brief respite to listen to the first couple of songs, and we'll be back. 
right back. Wasn't that something? We, uh, as I said, I have not written any notes, so unfortunately I'm not doing, like, backgrounds on people and and whatnot. It's, as you as you like to say, it's been a year. Yeah. Um, and also, as you like to say, we're just inching towards the finish line. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just, we're getting through this. So... I did do a little bit of, as we were uh, listening to the two songs, the Sleigh Ride by Arthur Fiedler. And we said Fiedler before, but it's Fiedler. Yes, yes. Arthur, Fiedler. Arthur, Arthur Fiedler did not graduate from orchestra school with really good grades. Yeah. Um, I realised that this, because this is a cover, I probably should have done a little bit of research. Yeah, it's fine. So I did find that Sleigh Ride... Um, was initially composed by Leroy Anderson, uh, and Arthur Fiedler was in charge of the, like, he, he, the orchestral version was first recorded in 1949 by Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops Orchestra. Um, so like, we had a bit of confusion because we listened to it and went, where's the lyrics? Yeah. And so the lyrics were written by Mitchell Parrish in 1950, but it just says that he wrote the lyrics and not sang it. So, from what I can tell, the first initial recording of it with with uh, lyrics was done by the Ronettes, uh, and that was recorded by um, a noted, very nice man, Phil Spector. Oh, fuck, I thought you were going to say that. Uh, a Christ- for the album, A Christmas Gift for You. Oof. Uh, Phil Spector was, no, he was uh, definitely not a nice guy. <laughs> definitely not a, not a nice guy. Uh it's. I, I was having this thought the other day of like, why? Why is it that monsters are really good at at like performing and recording music? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's just to do with like artifice and like. Yeah. There, it would probably require a certain level of like disengagement from like normal human activity to really focus on your art like that. Maybe that's a really great answer. I I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually fishing for a, a philosophical debate about it, but it was just like, there's probably more worse people than good people in music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, famous, famous music. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to sit on my high horse and say that's why I am not particularly ashamed of the fact that I don't know jack shit about music theory. <laughs> I'm yeah. purely a music enthusiast, and I'm fine with that. Well, I thought you were going to say that's why I am not a musician, well, yeah, that I'm a, too. Because I'm like, a good person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My morals are impeccable, and that is why I have not ventured into the performing arts. I guess that's where you get, like, a difference of, like, 
I want to do this because this is my medium and I want to become an artist and I want to share my art with people. And that's where you have like a group like Pearl Jam that's, that, that tries really hard to be like, we, we want to take the money away from some, some mega corporation like Ticket Tech and do it ourselves and find out. Unfortunately, that's pretty fucking hard to sell tickets by yourselves, but like, like try and do something like that. And then you have, yeah, people who do go through, through something like Ticket Tech mm. and, Ticket Tech uh, or Ticketmaster? Well, we have Ticket Tech, don't we? Yeah, but Ticketmaster is the international one. Ah. See, because we've only been dealing with Ticket Tech over here. So no, we've like... been dealing with Ticketmaster. Oh, the only the, the tickets I've only been buying for lately. Oh, you only from, buy from Ticket Tech. From Ticket Well, I, I I Google Alexis on Fire Melbourne twenty twenty three and and, I, and it goes Ticket Tech. <laughs> I Google I go Google Emperor twenty twenty three and it goes through Ticket Tech. Oh shush. Come on. What are you talking about? You obviously hit voice activate and started talking about Ticker Tech. How did I? Oh, because you said Google and you've, uh-huh. you've activated Hey Google. I, um, I. That's your first mistake. I, yeah, because my phone was all the way over there, unless I have really long, ungainly elbows. <laughs> no, it'll be because you said Google. Oh, We're just blur- <laughs> burning through everyone's goodwill this Christmas. Let me we, just put my phone on silent. We burnt through nap time, yeah. and this is what happens when you don't have nap time. What do you think mm-hmm. of Arthur Fiedler's... Actually, what I should have done <laughs> is just look at Punk Goes Christmas and see if that's who they actually attribute this song it to. It is, because I wrote the spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're all right. So I'm like, I, I, I'm gonna I'm look. I'm gonna show you how much I trust you. I'm not gonna look. Actually, that up. no. Now I would prefer. Oh, okay. Well, you can tell me what you think of Arthur Fiedler's Christmas Time Fun Jamboree. <laughs> um, I how good of a word is Jamboree? Jamboree is great. It reminds me of Cub Scouts, and having been a Cub Scout in the past, I'm yeah, I'm tickled by the notion of attending a Jamboree and having fun with my fellow Scouts. Anyway, I've, Be prepared. I, I've titillated this, uh, the listener long enough. I'll let you answer what you think of this fucking song. Uh, it's fine. I have a soft spot for it purely because it's on Sleepless in Seattle when she's, when Meg Ryan is driving by herself to dinner mm. and it's on and it's like a very, like, I don't even know what you'd call it. Like, I want to say Broadway style, just a very sort of jazzy, one so in the background it's like I hear the sleigh bells wriggling, ting ting tingling. Then like horses, 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 horses. Um so I just I picture Meg Ryan sitting there driving me like giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up and I love that movie, so You do. I imagine it's probably gonna play in our house this Christmas time. Absolutely it is. So um look, I'll watch it for every time for that scene where he's like where he's yelling at his son, he's like, Did you watch like <laughs> dating women scares the shit out of me. Did you not watch Basic Instinct? And the kid's like, "No, you never let me." And he's like, "Well, I saw it. Half the men of America saw it. it scared the shit out of them. It scared the shit out of me." <laughs> I don't, like that's the one like quote that I remember from that movie because it was so funny. Because it's because it's just it's Tom Hanks being like overboard Tom Hanks in that moment. <laughs> like just when he goes to eleven, like it's pretty funny. It's a very sweet movie. I love it very much. It's, um, you go. Well, this is yeah. Look, I I prefer this as just a, the instrumental jingle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's 
it's not one of those ones that I, because I feel like it's not like an overplayed Christmas song. It's like I, I will hear it every few years during Christmas. But I also mm-hmm. like I don't work in I don't work in customer service anymore where I will where we have music playing and especially from like November fifteen we're starting to play Christmas music. So I don't hear any of this shit anymore. Mm. But like I feel like I mean I don't know I went to the High Point shopping centre a few times in the last couple of weeks and I haven't heard it over the... Do they play music over the... I feel like this year the Christmas music has been kept to a minimum. Good. Maybe I've just learned to tune it out, but like, I feel like even up until this week, if I went out and there were Christmas songs, I'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Haven't heard you for a while. Hello. Yeah, hello. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's very much... An inoffensive Christmas song. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't boil my blood. Um, I don't know what Christmas songs do that, though. Like, I think there's just such a disconnect being in Australia for Christmas. Because so much of it is about, like, outside the snow is falling, or... Yeah. Sleigh bells, and curling up by a fire, roasting chestnuts, and... We definitely have. I can't remember what... Like, we definitely have had a couple of people write Australian Christmas songs, and yeah. it is very much like, it's hot outside, the cricket's on, or the, you know, not the only who's playing cricket on Christmas Day, but like, it's hot outside, got the kangaroos, got the got the barbecue going, like, yeah, we're in our board shorts and our Santa hat. The two I can think of is How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly, which is basically dude writing his family from prison and saying, like, who's going to make the gravy because I'm not there and I miss you all. And that song is... Oh, is that what that song's about? Yeah, and oh. it's very touching and very sad and lovely. Yeah. Um, but now that's become a tradition of itself where December 21st has it, become Gravy Day. Gravy Day. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there's also White Wine in the Sun by Tim Minchin. So it's basically just like, Christmas is going to be kind of low-key. I'm just going to be drinking White Wine in the Sun. It's going to be nice. I... This is this is coming out of left field a bit and I... I apologize to the fans out there who who may be a fan of his tim minchin is one of those people that i just i have zero care for like i see him and i go yep that's tim minchin i think he's clever yeah and that's fine whereas like paul kelly like i will defend him to the death because i love him and he is a national treasure yeah i mean i don't listen to paul kelly's music but i also i also I like Paul. I'm not going to say I don't like Tim Minchin's existence, but like I, I don't know. I I, I I appreciate what Tim Minchin does, but like I also there's a there's a certain yuck factor for me when there's a comedian that's like primarily behind a piano or piano or, or behind Bo Burnham and a keyboard. Yeah. Or are they are they actually they are mates? Yeah. Makes, that's the thing is like Tim Minchin sense. very much appeals to a certain demographic. Yeah. And that is not you. No. <laughs> no, and I. I I do, I do have a hard time getting into like musical comedy. I really do. Like, yeah. and, and I don't know what it is. If, if I ever talk to a television writer for, especially like a comedy television writer, I want to ask, why does every fucking comedy series have to have a fucking musical episode? What the fuck? Why don't you all just write musicals? I think, like... Sorry, I'm coming in so hot about that, but that's just... That's a boiling point for me. See, I feel like having a musical episode is just very 
what's the word? I won't say approachable. I don't think that's the right word, though. But, like, there are so many pop cultural references you can glean from popular musicals of however many, mm. like, of the last century or whatever. So it's just easy shorthand to, like, shoehorn a bunch of that together and make comedy. Mm. Like, I don't know. Even something as simple, like, it's not Christmas related, but, like, even something like fucking Sideshow Bob singing the entirety of the HMS Pinafore. Like, <laughs> that. it's funny because it's such a stupid request for a 10-year-old boy to be making. It's, but that's not a musical episode of The Simpsons. True. Like, they've had musical episodes of The Simpsons, and they've even had musical clip show episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, true. And, and that's just like, and it is, it's that moment of like, I mean, I probably, I probably hated it as a kid whenever Sideshow Bob started singing the HMAS, HMAS Pinafore. But as an adult, I go, this is really hilarious that a 10 year old boy in probably 96, 97, Knows what the HMS Pinafore is. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and there are there are those moments where it's like, well, obviously because it's being written by adults who know this shit. But why does the, why why does a ten year old boy, or even going a bit further than that, why does an eight year old girl know shit like this? Like with Lisa, and it's not just because she's super smart. Um, yeah, I. I I think there's like a certain level of accessibility with musical episodes because you can span so many genres. Mm. To capture some level of humour. Yeah. But also, again, you're probably not the target audience. I think that, like, like one of the few musical episodes I will not necessarily skip is the musical episode of Community. I was just thinking that. Cause, and, it, and it is a Christmas episode as well. And it's it's very much like we understand that this is a thing. Yeah. And we're going to make fun of that. But then I also feel like, but you still did it. You yeah. still you still wrote and and filmed a musical episode of this fucking show. Well, that's the thing is like there's only so many layers of irony you can put onto something before you sort of come back around. Yeah. To being completely earnest, which is why I don't enjoy people just fucking irony pilling everything. Mm. It's like or you could just enjoy it on its face for what it is. Yeah. And stop pretending or like stop flexing how like uninterested you are. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I guess we should probably get into this wild ride. Life. This You're wild. thinking of... Um, I'm thinking of Sleigh Dewey. Ride. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Dewey Cox. Oh. <laughs> that is an excellent... That closing song is genuinely like oh, the a whole, tearjerker. Like, I could legitimately listen to that whole album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I do get Walk Hard in my head. Yeah. A lot. We should watch that this Christmas. I mean, we watched it like about a month ago. I don't care. We should watch it again. <laughs> anyway, this wild life. Just hear those Yeah, 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 it's grand. Just hold it. 
we have been joined by the third host of this show, the three-legged host of this show, and he... No, I, I thought he was going to make a nest out of my my abandoned gym bag. I was, I was <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to get up at seven thirty tomorrow, and I'm going to go for a swim. And I got up at quarter past seven and went, no, I am, yeah. I am not doing that. And oh, no, he is making a nest out of my bag. Uh, so this wild life. Yes. Uh, once again, no run sheet, so just assume that this is a band, and they uh, did band stuff. They probably met in high school. What? Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> and they they recorded a cover of this song for Punk Goes Christmas. Uh, what do you think of this cover? I feel mean, because then I looked up who they were. And so, look, let's just... So, acoustic rock duo from Long Beach, California, consisting of Kevin Jordan on vocals and guitar and Anthony Del Grosso on guitar. Uh, Jordan and Del Grosso were originally pianist and drummers, respectively. Pianists and... what? Yeah, that's a really badly written sentence, which is why I should read this stuff before I go. But, um... So, like, they've done some cool shit. Like, they covered Wicked Games by Chris Isaac, Chris Isaac. for... Not punk goes, but like punk goes adjacent. That songs that saved my life comp. Oh, so they're Tenacious D then. So this yeah, is Tenacious D. So it's Jack Black and Kyle Gass. I guess. I'm I'm joking because Tenacious D recently covered Wicked Game. Jack Black is so hot. I love him. I uh, I definitely I grew up listening to a lot of Chris Isaac in my house because of <laughs> because of my mother. Um, I. I imagine a lot of it came from her being pretty into Chris Isaac. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking guy. So. He was very handsome. Yeah. But, yeah, like, for example, so, yeah, they've been releasing stuff since about 2012. Their latest album, Ever Blossom, came out in 2021, which I haven't listened to. But, yeah, they have done – yeah, they covered Wicked Game. Sorry, not Wicked Games. For Songs That Saved My Life, Volume 2 – um, they've covered Heart Shaped Box, they've covered, uh, I'm Not Okay, parentheses, I promise, huh. so I'll be very curious to listen to that one. So, like, I like their vibe, but it's just very, it's not my style of music. No, this is dripping with syrup. Well, like, that's, like, it came on and I just sort of immediately went, ugh, like... No, thank you. It's, and, like, again, like, I, I, I'm aware... I'm aware, like, that, you know, this is work that someone's put into it, but, like, my thing is definitely not saccharine sweet, and that's what this is. This is for someone, but it's not for me. This, to me, is sort of like what Never Shout Never was back in the day, and I never listened to them. I have no idea. Well, again, I think that was, like, a one-man thing, and just extremely, like, cutesy, oo-woo, kind of soft rock acoustic. And as we've learnt from... uh, you know, the acoustic albums, I kind of immediately shut down when it's, when it's acoustic. And especially if it's like, we only do acoustic music. Yeah. I, my mind will, my, my, my whole body will just power down when I, when I hear that. Like, I, I need droning guitars and distortion and, and a, a man who looks like a Viking to make me feel bad about myself. Okay. Yeah. Or or I need synths. Yes. One or the other. Yes. 
Inside you, there are two walls. <laughs> um, like, it's fine. Yeah. Again, it's just not really my bag, but I can also see how this would make for some very pleasant music for someone who likes Christmas but doesn't want to go, like, full cornball about it. Well, this this makes me think of, like... I don't know if... And she probably has done a cover of this, but if Zoe Deschanel was to do a cover of this song, it would sound exactly yeah, like this. Yeah. This would be the way that she would do it. It's kind of... It's kind of this song for adults who still believe in Santa Claus. Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, as I said, like, I don't want to... Like, you did a... They did a fine version of it. Like, it's all recorded well, and, like, they play their instruments well, and they sing well, but the whole package, it's not for me. Exactly. I've expressed what is for me, and it's it's not this. And I kind of... I'm, I'm just... I'm going off about, like, things that I really don't like, but, like, I recoil when... Like, I, I love a good, catchy song. I yes. do. Um, I can get into sort of happy songs, but, like, this is manic to me. Like, the, the level of happiness and the level of joy for really? Christmas. Yeah, this is this is kind of, to me, this is unhinged. But it's just a Christmas song. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But, like, you don't feel that way about Arthur Fiedler's original? No, because... I think because it doesn't have those lyrics, it doesn't have, right, okay. or it doesn't have the vocals to it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a jingle at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like I'm probably. <laughs> I love that you're just like railing against the Christmas industrial complex right now. I'm all for that kind of energy. I mean, I did call myself Ebenezer Samuel Scrooge, so you did. Um, you know, Christmas, Christmas is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. That would make a good slogan for a Christmas jumper. Except again, we don't have Christmas in winter, so yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, because I was watching, I was watching the from twenty twenty the Black Dahlia Murders Christmas. Uh, oh yeah, uh, special that they did yeah. in twenty twenty. But I was watching it this morning, and there is a bit where they're wearing Christmas sweaters. I was like, oh, that's cool. But then, like, I look outside and it's just bright sunny and it's going to be about 30 degrees which i don't know how much that is in fahrenheit um but it's it's warm like it's hot like you wouldn't wear a a christmas sweater over here so like that's something that's definitely not really a thing over here yeah i wish it was because there's some there's some sick sweaters out there but Mm. anyway i'm uh for for an unscripted episode I'm mining a lot of stuff out of it. <laughs> yeah, this is cathartic for you, I imagine. <laughs> this is this is my therapy. You'll sleep well tonight. Uh, so we will move on then to uh, what are they called? So uh, this Christmas parentheses, I'll burn it to the ground by Set It Off. I was yeah getting it really wrong in my head who the band was. Mom! 
I was going to say welcome back, but it would be more like we're coming back, so I'm welcoming ourselves back yep. to the fold. Um, so set it off. This Christmas, parentheses, I'm going to burn it down. I'll burn it to the ground. I'll burn it to the ground. Uh, I will I will admit, I the first time I heard this, and I was just really getting my songs confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it sounds like they've listened to The Bird and the Worm by The Used and have gone, let's do a Christmas song. Right. That's very similar to The Bird and the Worm. Because, like, the start of The Bird and the Worm, like, it very much has those kind of, like, the violin, the plucking violin that's kind of, in my mind, a little bit Christmassy. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, But listening to it again, it was like, okay, no, it's it's not really similar to that at all. I will say, like... The chorus, when the chorus comes in, like, he... It definitely feels like they're taking cues from a band like Fallout Boy with, like, this sort of, like, big kind of... Like, in their kind of, like, later stages of, like, doing, like, sort of very big showy kind of choruses. Late stage Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yeah. See, this... This fucking rules. Like, this to me is just, like, Danny Elfman, but turned up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the nightmare before Christmas. I mean, let's talk about well, Danny Elfman for a second. The, there's a film clip to this, and it's literally basically the scene from The Nightmare Before Christmas where kids are getting things like snakes and spiders yeah, yeah. in their stocking. And it's it's if one of the Slipknot characters was Santa Claus <laughs> and uh, and is being a real it's stinker. Like if Jack Skellington and Momo had a child. Yes. Yeah. Well, it isn't like. One of Lock, Lock, Shock, or Barrel has the, right, the, the, the mask with yeah. the teeth. Yeah. I can't remember. Because I can't even remember which one Lock, Shock, or Barrel is, but... Well, it's just, like, extremely, like, Tim Burton aesthetic, but yeah. just Danny Elfman. Like, I love it. Yeah, and I, I do... I do definitely feel like they're coming at it more from, like, a Christmas movie sort of... Yeah. ...perspective as opposed to a jingle perspective. And, and like... I'll rail on it as much as I like rail on jingles and that advertisements and that sort of thing. Complex, I guess, but like I, I don't love all of them. Like I'm not going to sit down and watch 35 Christmas movies this Christmas season, but like there is a, a handful of Christmas movies that are very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And, and like very much so when it comes to this time of year, I'm like, yes, I can, I can watch. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I can watch Home Alone one and two. I can watch Gremlins one and two. I can watch uh, fucking. I watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, even though it's more a Thanksgiving movie. But just like getting into that, like we didn't, ha- we couldn't have white Christmases over here, but we yeah. could watch yeah. those movies, uh, and and it definitely set me in the mood for stuff like that. And so, like this, definitely, this would be for what's that. That new movie, Violent Night, yeah, that's like yeah. Santa rescues a girl who's been kidnapped or some shit like that. The cosmic uh, gumbo. This would, this would, this would play for that. This is, this is that sort of, or like the Krampus movie that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, that was not a very good movie though. But that's okay. Neither here nor there. That's uh, it. Definitely has that. Like it, I imagine it stays true to who they are while also, like they're poss- possibly the same. Like. They're from Tampa, Florida, and what I know about Florida is it doesn't snow. Yeah. So Christmases there is probably pretty similar to Christmases here. 
True, yeah. And and it, it's quite possibly the same sort of thing. Like we can't see the snow, so we'll watch we'll watch Home Alone fifty times this Christmas. Yeah, and and it definitely has that feel of feel of the love for the the old Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you look at the lyrics, it's just it's a very this is so marketable to Punk Goes' fan base because it just touches on that thing of like, oh, fuck Christmas for its consumerism, for its rooted traditions and stuff I don't care about, all that, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it starts with, like, deck the halls, but then it's just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh my god, it's here, this awful time of year, how I hate the snow is falling, wealthy neighbours bragging about the gifts they're getting, like... And it just sort of goes from there of, like... Yeah, everyone's really happy and I'm not and I'm angry about it. But, like, that's exactly the kind of vibes I was going for at Christmas time when I was 15, 16. So, it, yeah, it, it, it is it is if Ebenezer Scrooge was going through a goth phase or going through... Literally. Going through his emo phase in at 15, you know? Yeah. It, it's literally that or the Grinch. Or, uh, well, uh, you said it before, like, Jack Skellington. Like, yeah. But... but Although I guess the difference between them is like Jack Skellington is stoked about Christmas. He's excited about Christmas. It's just that he gets the wrong idea for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like there is just such an audience, just from a truly marketing mindset, there's such an audience for this kind of stuff. Because mm. it's the exact same people who wear the Jack Skellington merch, the yeah, this Nightmare is, merch. This is Christmas by way of Hot Topic. This yes. is Hot Topic Christmas. Yes. But, like, it just helps that this song absolutely rips, even though the lyrics are a little bit cringe at times. Like, at one point they say, Oh, make fun of me, will you? Well, I'll show you what true misery feels like. You see, as my idol once said, everything burns. And apparently that is referencing the Joker. The Joker. (laughs) It is referencing the Joker. Which is just cringe. But also, you are cringe when you're that, like, when you're a kid. Like, at that point... Yeah, they're my age, so well, like. But like, well, I guess yeah. When you're a kid, or when you're in a band that is appealing to younger demographics. But like, because what was the the album? Because this this album was what 2013, I think. So like, fuck, how old was I in 2013? I was like 23, 24. I might have still thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I might have still thought that was cool. But like this, yeah, to me, This is sort of the Christmas ex-pop-punk content I'm here for, if yeah. that makes sense, as opposed to, like, cutesy-wootsy versions of cutesy-wootsy carols. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of my favourite Christmas songs is December is for Cynics by The Matches, because they're basically just like, you fuck this, I'm just going to stay in my apartment and get high. Like, yeah. or, yeah. Oh, then you do get those complex ones, which we've talked about we when we... Did um, we did an episode with friend of the pod Santa, mm. um, and yep. just yeah, and then you get those ones where like there are lots of emotions tied up in this year because it's a tough time for a lot of people. But I just I always have room in my proverbial stomach for just petulant child Christmas. Yeah, like I I don't say it to be edgy. One of my legitimate favorite Christmas movies is Black Christmas, which is a horror movie. That's yeah. a legitimately terrifying horror movie. Yeah, and it it 
has a lot of like great social commentary about basically like like at the time in the 70s like 1974 i think is when it was made it was like it's like the director was pushing like we need to listen to women when they say like when they when they express like danger like it's not hysteria what they're talking about like yeah. like women have agency in this world as well it's not just like oh we're the men we're, we're the protectors and we're the voices yeah um but like i don't say it to be edgy like i think it's legitimately like it's one of the best horror movies and it's one of my favorite movies and it's and it's a christmas movie but like i i definitely i probably would have thought that that was those edgy lyrics even in my early 20s were pretty cool yeah is yeah. what i'm getting at <laughs> i just i love this like it's the exact right amount of dramatic it's theatrical it's bombastic like yeah. the production value is insane like, and like I it, love e- it it even goes into a moment to like in the middle to sort of then get jolly again and then it and then like it distorts and like yeah it it ends up being fucked up again yeah <laughs> This is, yeah, I love this. I'm so stoked with this one. It's, uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you that I'm, I sort of want more from this, more stuff like this. Yeah. Um, cause that's the whole point is like, to me, pop punk Christmas albums, I guess the older you get, they probably do just start to like aging pop punk as if that's even a thing is like, you do settle into your ways of being an adult and you realize that life is actually quite nice and yeah, like tradition and all that kind of stuff could be quite nice. But like, this is just such a prime example of things that or like institutions that teenagers like to rail against. Yeah. And like, there's a, there is a certain reality for the people who do celebrate Christmas. Cause there are, oh. there are uh, so many people that don't understandably. So, but like for people who do celebrate Christmas, some for some of us like like it's it's not necessarily a day of rejoicing and and so it is sort of I don't know if you're in a if you're in a bad situation or just whatever like it's kind of refreshing to hear hey not like Christmas isn't always a fucking great time yeah you're not always going to get presents you're not always going to be with the people that you love you're not always going to have a great day like this this can be a day that, that, yeah, like basically like don't put all your, you don't need to always put all your expectations into this. Yeah. Though watch me have a mental breakdown tomorrow, try to cook a, a roast chicken for the two of us for Christmas <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Look, the, I got those ingredients for pasta salad just in case. True. If things go tits up, we will still have something to eat. True. We got, we, we, we got some chicken strips in the freezer. True. Yeah. But yes, uh, shall we move on to our last, our last gift yes. to the dear listener? I had a heart by Real Friends. Just why before they start to start over and move on. My grandma keeps going on about the new year. And she says you can't miss what you forget. I'll sit and wonder who she loves instead of 
So I know that I literally on this episode <laughs> said I don't I don't love acoustic music. Mm. I always find that like I I find the acoustic guitar is kind of an inherently sad instrument. Yeah. And I want to hear that sadness. Well, that's the thing. If you play it up or like if you add enough sort of emotional like what's the word scaffolding around whatever you're doing on the guitar then it works that, that sort of ties into what we were talking about when we watched the video for this exactly <laughs> um but i i don't mind this because this this definitely has the spirit of like 2003 emo yeah like yeah. all through it like like how they would always have that fucking acoustic song and yeah. usually that was the song i would skip but I, I appreciate the feel of this. I appreciate how this feels. This feels like a moment in time, and that time was twenty years ago, just about. Like Jesus, don't <laughs> say that. It's it's uh it's a couple of weeks or a week from the new year. Um, but I, yeah, I do appreciate and and like this this, of course, like because I asked you, I was like was there any lyrics about Christmas in this? And you said, well, yeah, they talk about how like, you know, Christmas was something at one point to them, but it's basically, basically like a couple that have broken up and he is upset at Christmas time. And so it's that thing where again, like the end of the year and Christmas sort of forces you to take stock of what's happened and how your life is going and looking forward to the next year. And yeah, yeah, it's we honestly couldn't have planned this any better. Where like we were just talking about how it's that complex space of Christmas that is more interesting than just cocoa. Ring ting ting a ling ting yeah. ting ting a ding ting ting ting. Yeah, and, like eggnog and presents and Santa and Jesus. I feel like this is sort of it is the evolution of Christmas for. For people like yeah. as kids, as kids, we love Christmas. Yeah. I loved Christmas, yeah. Yeah. and then you get older, and you're like, I don't know. You sort of you sort of appreciate things like, like it's a hallmark holiday. Well, but also like, oh, my parents had to work their fucking asses off to buy presents to make sure that their three children got what they wanted for Christmas, and like learning appreciation for that, but also like the, the nasty capitalist side of it of like, yeah, so you will have to work to the bone Mm. to be able to do this because we live in that sort of society. But like, and also like not necessarily, it's not always going to be the happiest days. I worked in a bottle shop for 11 years. So for 11 Christmases, Mm. I was in that bottle shop. We didn't, we didn't take days. We didn't take Christmas off. We had no days off. Oh, and we did have days off yeah, personally, so but, like, <laughs> but like, but like the shop never yeah. was closed on any day, and Christmas was one of those. Why? Because every other store was closed. Yeah, and our boss was like, "Well, I can make money off of this." Yes, I. Oh no, I do. I, I think I have told that story on the podcast, so I won't tell it again. Okay, <laughs> but it's it it does. It has that very strong. 2003 emo feel to it. Um, I don't mind it. I, 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 I like it, but the film clip doesn't stick the landing. <laughs> I find, yeah, I, 
I like this because same as you, that emo feel. Like, this to me does feel slightly Midwest. I don't know if it is. But, like, go. I was going to say, like, the guy in the clip literally is wearing, and I don't know if this is, a, I, in my mind this is Midwestern. He's wearing a beanie and a flannel. Like, it's just, it's very, like, complex emotional Christmas, and I like that. Yeah, but he's also then in his vans because we need to remember that this is an alternative band. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, this is one of those songs where, and again, it's not relevant to me because I'm in a marriage with my husband and things are great, but, like, you just... I am also in a marriage with... Your husband. Yes. Um, but, like, it it's one of those songs where, like, it could very easily lapse into, like, she broke my heart, that fucking bitch, she has to pay kind of thing. Like... Is this the emo Last Christmas? I feel like Last Christmas is the emo Last Christmas. But, like, in terms of, like... I mean, the music, musically, Wham! wasn't yeah, writing. Wasn't rec- <laughs> they should have been. Wasn't recording, like, droopy music. Droopy. <laughs> but, so, like, let's let's talk about the film clip. Because there's a guy, he picks up, like, he pulls an axe out of a, tr- like, a, the, the stump, whatever you call the stump, where you chop your wood. Your axe stump. Your axe stump. Yes. And you're thinking, okay, so he's going to go chop some wood. And then he, like, he chops, chops down his fence. Yeah. Uh, and then he's building something. Yes. And so I was like, I said to you, what do you, what do you think they're building? I was like, do you think, is it a sleigh? Is it a sled? And you're like, what if it's a gallows? I look, you never know. And I was like, wow. I mean, it, oh man, it could be. It's, it, it, it's kind of a dark Christmas song. Like maybe that's the idea is like, is like, you know, <laughs> really, Really bleak, depressing Christmas. Um, it's not that. It ultimately just becomes like he builds a wooden structure of a very rudimentary heart. It's a heart-shaped box. Oh, yeah. Good point. Mm. Very... Well, it's not a heart-shaped box. It's a box with a heart cut into it. A heart-shaped... A crate with a heart motif on the front. A heart-shaped indentation. And I think that's. I think that was the initial title for the Nirvana song. Sure. And he sets it alight rings the doorbell and leaves and ex-girlfriend comes out to see her heart on fire, which I guess is nicer than... A, a, a burning cross. Or a burning bag of shit. Yeah. So it could have been so much worse, but also it's just very overawed. You know what would have been really great? So he... He gets dumped. Yes. And this is he has this idea of, like, I'm going to carpenter this... this structure that has a heart in it i'm gonna set it alight and show her how how miserable i am and he goes through the process and he starts to do it but then he starts to learn the love of woodwork yeah the love of working with his hands and like and, jesus and <laughs> i wasn't going there but just more like jesus was a carpenter jesus was a carpenter yes but also that's not we're not religious people so that's not where i was going but he just he learns the love of carpentry and working with his hands and like, like he ditches this idea and, and, and he makes himself a rocking chair and he, he makes it and like he varnishes it, sets it up on his balcony and sits down and feels satisfied and 
and he has a purpose yes. in life. I had a heart and now I have a wooden rocking chair that I fashioned with my own two hands. I have a heart. I still have a heart because I'm very much alive. Uh, and, and this is good now. Yeah. And we can move on. That sometimes these things don't work out. Yeah. Yes, you dumped me over Christmas. Okay. In in a year's time, I won't be thinking about getting dumped at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just maybe maybe I'll write a movie like that. There's probably already a movie like that, but a movie where it's like gets dumped, has this plan, and then realizes, oh, I loved I loved doing this. Yeah, and just instead building cabinets and stuff, and sells them on Etsy, and gives one to his grandparents for hosting him over Christmas. Yes. I think that's the thing that, like, reading over the lyrics, it's just such a emo, capital T, teenager song of, like... So, yeah, it's basically, like, my girlfriend dumped me and I'm miserable. I remember how Christmas used to be before she spat me out and left me to roam this empty place. Okay. And then further down, he's like, I'll spend the night slamming doors, smoking outside my grandparents' house. I thought Christmas was the time for us to feel loved. It's just, like... You are at your grandparents' at your house grandparents on Christmas. House. They love you. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's it's that joke of, like, the guy who's just like, is I a joke to you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Except the thing is, okay, so at that point they'd only been together for three years. Like, I thought they might have been, I thought they might have been, like, one of those old bands that had, like, gotten together in the 90s, no, but no. no. Um, so I guess they are kind of younger. Real friends were sort of forming while, when I was on my way out of high school, I think. Okay, yeah. Or not long after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's a, a perfect love letter to the scene. Yeah. And, and I think so much so that you need to sort of disregard the lyrics. Yeah. Well, it's one of those ones where if I were listening to this when I was 15, I'd be like, oh my God, I totally know what you mean. I get it. Whereas now it's, it's more like a vessel of. Again, just that grey area that exists around this time of year where on paper it's meant to be very lovely and happy, but the reality of it is other not-so-nice milestones happen around Christmas and then you remember them forever instead of Jesus being born and all that kind of stuff, or as well as, and yeah. so on and so on. It's, yeah, it, it, it is what it is, and it's it's a case of... What had you only been together for a couple of months, and she didn't want to get you a Christmas present, so she broke up with you. Like it's okay, you'll survive. You will. I, I obviously don't have a great opinion on the content of it. No, but I think it's I think it's a fine song. I like it. Um. So this. Are we doing hell yeah yeah no is that oh yeah no I wasn't wrapping up just ah, yet okay I wasn't wrapping. Uh-huh. <laughs> This episode with a nice bow just yet. Um, but yeah, this has been our Christmas period time in in one afternoon. Yep. Um, yeah, I was... I, look, I was hoping to do some kind of joke where it was like, oh yeah, we, we did our... We did all of our Christmas songs. We got our, got our Christmas recording done early. Technically we did. Oof, not really. If we were... If we were parents, we'd be... Hell yeah, oh yeah, nah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mm, why don't you go first? I gotta think about this. I'm gonna say hell yeah. As much as I didn't enjoy the first one, I appreciate their enthusiasm. Yep. But then numbers two and three I really liked. 
Yeah, look, it's the it's the spirit. It's the season of giving. Yes. So I'll give this a hell yeah as well. But it's a it's a it's a hell yeah where it's like I am also still like it's a sympathy hell yeah. That is very fair and valid. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, have a safe and happy Christmas, or not. Do whatever you want to do. We, uh, you know, whatever you're going to be doing on uh, the 25th of December, just be just be safe. Yes, that's all, that's all we ask and. Uh, we might get one out before New Year's Eve. If not, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah. This has been a whole lot of Christmas songs. <laughs>